Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. And welcome one and all to the show that leads the way in the proposals of all truth. Yes, you have stumbled upon the arbitrators <laughs> of excellent truth and the one who leads the way in this mission, Mr. Alan Smith. Oh, my, my. What a day. <laughs> That's a my, my. What an introduction. What well, an introduction in this beautiful day yes. for the world to the one and all. Now, I don't know who the one is. Yeah. I know yeah. who the all is, but to the That's one right. and all. That's right. Welcome one to the Smith and Rowland Show, yes. where we try to hold down all controversy we are in not the world and the Christian world. We are, we are peacemakers, That's right. non-controversial. That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, I have a way well, I just run I, right there. I run right off the road right there. A peacemaker yeah. is someone who hits conflict head on. Yeah, there so you maybe, go. Maybe we are peacemakers. Peacemakers. We are peacemakers. We are peacemakers. Yes. Trying to minimize. Well, that's enough of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's round the lie on the truth here. Listen, you and I both in the last few days started kind of Sunday and a little bit last week, but we're, this Mike Bickle thing is not suiting us just right. Not that we're ones for it to suit, but since we are peacemakers, we like to hit things head on. There's that's something right. about that whole fiasco that's not suiting us or something. It's being portrayed as a perfect or not a perfect, but as a Christian move to expose the sin of man. And I'm smelling a snake. There's something about this thing that doesn't feel right. Now, I'm not saying who's a snake. Well, I'm just, what I mean by that is kind of symbolic, but I'm saying there's something about this is not Christians, not cool, not biblical. Not reflective uh, of the, the Spirit of Christ um, is the way there's, I put yeah, it. There's, yeah, okay. It's not reflective of the Spirit of Christ. It's a little more reflective of the Spirit of the world. Yes. And I'm not condemning those trying to pull it off because they're in a definite no-win situation, and I understand that. Yeah. But there again, they are in a no-win situation. But yeah. let's uh, you and I, one of the reasons that we have our concerns is because, and there again, this has nothing to do with guilt nor innocence. This has everything to do with how God was using Mike Bickle for prayer for Israel. That doesn't yeah. sound like something the devil would have you do. If you well, hear what that's I'm right. This is deeper than the sin sins that are being talked about and trying yeah, to be yeah, exposed. Bigger, it's yeah, deeper yeah. than that. If you trace it back to Mike Bickle's call for prayer for Israel prior to the war starting, I think that's where the deeper issue lies. So yeah, there has yeah. been a satanic release or a satanic attack against the prayer movement that was started for Israel. And I think that's the deeper issue. And that should be what's captivate the body of Christ in dealing with this issue is to understand the origins of why this has occurred. Why has it happened now? All of those type of questions that gives us at least some guidance in, in this issue, because Mike Bickle and the movement of prayer is what the target was to be attacked yeah, by the yeah. enemy. And the dark side is pulling it off by sidetracking this prayer movement, again, using sin to do it. And it's working. Everybody's being sidetracked and they're being lured to the sin instead of why this is occurring. They're not paying attention to the bigger issue. Well, with that said, 
And we're going to focus today on this prayer movement that God called Mike Bickle to lead for Israel. Now, he has he's felt this calling to pray for Israel for years. I don't know really how long. And then actually when they did this big, I think it was in May, Jeff, perhaps, mm-hmm. of this year that this prayer movement was launched for Israel. Nobody knowing that this biggest war that we are now experiencing against Israel which has totally biblical proportions. Yes. Uh, so you, when you put this prayer that went forth starting in May for Israel pre-war, but now we find a war, I dare say what would have been like if had this prayer not went forth. Now, yeah. in this prayer for Israel, our concern, we're using this Bickle and IHOP as an example of an expression of the Holy Spirit uh, yeah. for the nation of Israel. We see that you have Christian believers praying for the nation of Israel, but we've also, it has thrown you and I into another condoldrum, if you will. Let me read, before I get into that, what their prayer, what this prayer movement was about. It says, the International House of Prayer is committed to seeing the nation of Israel walking in their full destiny at the end of the age. Our primary role is to pray for and partner with Messianic Jews living in Israel and to pray for God's purposes in the nation of Israel. The operation and visitation of the Spirit in Israel is a vital part of releasing the great end-time harvest among the nations in which he cites Ezekiel. 36 there. And however, this full release of the Spirit will only come as a result of the body of believers who are committed to a life of night and day prayer and fasting. So that is what Bickle was pushing for, has been for years. But the big push was in May pre-war, which has every earmark indication that that was a birth of the Holy Spirit of God. But then we run into this other situation, Jeff, and this other situation is when we're noticing now that in Israel, so here we got Bickle, the prayer movement, praying for Israel, but now we've got a movement in Israel of where the Jews are, it has actually even been forbidden. There's been a bill, which they've done every year, and this bill was once again proposed back in March, the end of March, 1st of April, where you would be forbidden to speak about Jesus in Israel. Now, that's yes. a pretty big statement. Do you want to give us a little background well, on what's uh, going yeah. on there? I may get the names wrong, but there's two members of the Knesset. And I want to just say the Israeli Knesset in this modern age would be about the same thing as what the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees were in the day of Christ. Okay. They were the governing body under the law of Moses for the Israelis in the day of Christ. Today, the Israeli Knesset is the governing body over the Israelis in God's land. They have introduced a bill that seeks to prohibit all efforts to spread the message of Jesus Christ. And it, it would come if this legislation would have been approved or will be approved. It would come with a one-year prison sentence for anyone found talking about Jesus in Israel with the punishment increasing to two years if the conversation is with a minor. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing about this bill that is interesting. Right now, it's not illegal to talk about Jesus and Israel. However, there have been some proposed bills that could potentially restrict the preaching of Jesus Christ in Israel. One such bill would make it illegal to solicit someone to convert to their religion, which would include producing and publishing online videos explaining the gospel, listen to this, to Jewish or Muslim people Uh uh in Israel. Uh Now, the name of these two guys that are part of the Knesset that's doing it, I'll I'll mess up their names, but I think it's Moshe Gaffney and Yaakov Asher. They are both members of the Israeli Knesset. 
and they've put forward this bill that would make it illegal to talk about Jesus or Christianity in Israel. It seems odd to me, under the proposed law, it would also be against the law to make or distribute materials in Israel that explain the Bible to Jews or Muslims. So you have this thing going on, Alan, and you framed it the other day concerning, we believe, you and I believe, uh, basically according to Daniel 9, that the Antichrist is going to confirm a covenant with Israel and many other nations. That's what it says, yeah. Now, that's what the scripture says. So the coming of the Antichrist is pivotal in the Israeli mindset. We have to understand that the Israelis are going to receive the Antichrist as their Messiah. The Muslims are also looking for their Messiah. So we know that that's probably the same Messiah. It would have to be the same. Same false Messiah. Yes, it would have to be. It would have uh-huh. to be the same. So that would indicate it's appearing like. Now, I'm not saying this is dogmatically exactly. true, right. but it's appearing like that the Antichrist, religiously speaking, is going to be some type of hybrid Judaizer and Muslim in one. Yeah. And I think yeah. through yeah. signs and wonders or miracles that he performs, he will convince both parties that he is the Messiah. That would give him leeway to go into the temple, to present himself as God to the world. And you have what Daniel calls the abomination of desolation mm-hmm. taking place in that act. Also, mm-hmm. it would make sense that there would be 144,000 Jews that wouldn't receive him as that's the right. Messiah that's, that's going right. to rise up and preach the gospel of the kingdom. It mm-hmm. would also make sense that those that would profess the gospel of the kingdom and Jesus Christ would then be martyred in agreement with the fifth seal. Mm-hmm. So Israel is going to have to restrict the preaching of Jesus Christ at some point. Now, we know that they rejected Jesus Christ when he was on the earth. And we also so, know, let me interject, Jeff, I think yeah. this bill, just so our listeners will know, this bill I don't think passed. Right, but, exactly. But it's, exactly. But it's brought up every year. It's brought up every so year. So sooner or later, but it also gives you the understanding of how they feel. That's right. About yeah. Christians. Uh, I saw That's one right. video yeah. last week where Christians were walking down the street in Israel and the Jews there would spit at them and uh, yeah. mock them That's and right. different things like that. So to some of the extremist Jews, I guess we could call them, of this group, they definitely do not see Christians as their friends. Yeah. And the intriguing thing to me, Alan, where this really intrigues me is in the mindset. Now, listen, we've always known this, but every once in a while, God shines light on something, you know, and you know it a little deeper. I t- that's mm-hmm. the only way I can explain mm-hmm. it, you know, for myself. But hearing about this law, hearing about the move against Christians, and there's always been this heated debate in Israel since they became a nation in 1948. Mm-hmm. They're trying to embrace democracy and freedom of speech. We've heard Netanyahu speak about freedom of speech, all of these things, but there's always been an underlying current against Christianity in Israel because Christianity represents the fact that Jesus is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the savior of the world. And Judaizers in Israel reject that, just like the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin rejected Christ. The thing that intrigues me about this is if you factor in the abomination of desolation and the Antichrist going into the temple, presenting himself as God, Israel agreeing to this covenant that is signed between Israel and the other nations. And I'm firmly of the persuasion 
that the signing of that covenant is the beginning of the time of Jacob's trouble that Jeremiah prophesied of and the tribulation period. We call what we call Mm -hmm. the seven year tribulation period. It's plain Mm -hmm. in the scriptures. This covenant is for Daniel said for seven years. So that begins the tribulation period. So these things have to be kind of happening, I think, in order to begin that tribulation period. I've always said this, Mm -hmm. the timing of the rapture of the church is not the issue. The timing of the tribulation is the issue. And so what we're basically seeing here is yet another indication of the coming of the Antichrist. It's paving the way for the coming of the Antichrist. If you can do away with Christianity in Israel, if you can have a hatred toward Christians in Israel, and you have an anticipation of the coming of their Messiah, then you can see why this heated conflict that we're seeing is not a political conflict. So it can't have political solutions. It Mm -hmm. is a religious conflict. It has to have religious solutions. And I fear what we're seeing is the rise of the spirit of the Antichrist is what's creating this conflict. Now, back to Mm -hmm. Bickle, the prayer movement was attacking the spirit of the Antichrist. And because he was attacking the spirit of the Antichrist, he became a target. That whole mm-hmm. movement became a target. So mm-hmm. a, a lot huge of target. Seeing, a huge target. And it's not just Bickle that was the target. It was anyone that was involved. So mm-hmm. could it be that there is some blindness going on? And that's why we're seeing, and let me just try, oh, well, I'm just going to say what I believe. What we're seeing at IHOP is not reflective of the spirit of Christ. It's reflective of the spirit of the world. And we know that Satan is the prince in the, of the course of this world. So mm-hmm. the attack that's being levied against those that's even trying to, through with good hearts, trying to navigate their way through this situation, they come under an attack of the dark side. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, their minds are darkened mm-hmm. to even how to handle this, this situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to connect the dots, and that's the way it appears to me. That what we're seeing is the coming of the person of the Antichrist, which to the heart of the remnant who's come to full faith in Jesus Christ means that this is hastening our meeting with Jesus in the middle of the air. And that's, that's kind right. of where I'm at with it. I don't know well, if let I me, explained it. I think you did excellent. Let me add to what you did say there. You see, with this situation with Bickle and the re- one of the reasons, I mean, as far as we're concerned for one part of our concern is we do have a personal concern for Bickle himself, but our greater even concern is you can put a paper bag on everybody's head out there. We have a greater concern. And here's what it is. I want to take, let me say this, Jeff. This is not just about Bickle. They're thinking they're going to take Bickle down. The problem is it's not going to be just Bickle. It's going to be the whole House of Prayer movement that's going to That's exactly right. Somebody needs to say that out loud because right now some think, well, it's just going to be Bickle, so we'll rise, somebody else will rise up and we'll, we'll keep it going. As it's, you know, there's different schools of thought out there. One school is there's a coup going on to take down Bickle. Another one is that there is a perhaps even blackmailing uh, going on. And then yeah. the other school of thought is that there's truly something there that Bickle needs to repent of. And we have a situation of victims. Right now, they're accusers, but we there's some school of thought say, saying that there's victims. Bickle did wrong. But so you got these three basic schools of thought out there. Here's what I'm saying. You can forget those three schools of thought. The goal mm-hmm. is not just Bickle. Right. The goal is the house of prayers coming down. So if Absolutely. you see Bickle come down, that movement is taking such a hit. I doubt it's a good chance it won't recover because the goal is not Bickle. 
Right. The goal is a house of prayer. Yes. And Jesus, that's close to Jesus's heart because he said, hey, listen, yeah. let this be called a house of prayer. That's and right. you don't think that the, the our only our only place of rest is that the scriptures say that the gates of hell will not prevail, you know, against his church yeah. or against his house of prayer. But it yeah. doesn't mean that it means we'll win the war, but we can sure lose some battles. So I just say if Bickle comes down and is destroyed, I would say that the house of prayer will too, because not that Bickle is the house of prayer. It's just that that is what is if there's other thinking in the camp that's not holy and godly and just, then I'm saying the whole thing will come down, Jeff. Now, if that happens, you can mark it down. That was the goal of the enemy. There's no doubt that, that was the goal of the enemy. And I think that's what's clouding people's judgment in navigating their way through this situation. Just as a thought, Alan, could there be parallels between the spirit that is behind this move in Israel from some of these representatives of the Knesset? Is there a parallel between what they're doing and what we're seeing coming against the house of prayer in Kansas City? And I think there are. I think mm-hmm. there's parallels to be drawn there. I think it's of the same spirit. It's of the same mindset. They're mm-hmm. trying to take down Christianity in Israel. The attack here in America is to try to take down the power of Christianity, which is the house of prayer. I think it's the same spirit. I just think that those parallels, listen, you mentioned there's some uh, different schools of thought, and there is all kinds of things interwoven in this situation. You've got anonymous accusers. You've got the possibilities of even blackmail. You've got all of these different things that's interwoven into this situation, and all of these different things are actually a reality, but it's a spiritual reality. It's not a natural reality. You cannot solve the Bickle situation by natural means no more than you can solve the conflict in Israel through political means. It cannot happen. Well, Jeff, Jeff, also, there is a man, and his name is James Kawala. He's from Africa. He's an ex-Satanist and a high-ranking African warlock. He was one of the highest ranking in Africa. He got born again, mm-hmm. got saved. And what he's bringing to the table is, y'all, hey, Christians, he's a Christian now. He's saying, hey, Christians, the Satanists and the witches are doing much more out here to bring down the church of Jesus Christ, the houses of prayer, than y'all have any idea. His emphasis is that there's more going on than we're budgeting for. And so I am of, and you and I, I think, are of the persuasion that this attack on the House of Prayer in Kansas City and Mike Bickle, we think it has more to do with their mission than it does Bickle. A lot of people think we're defending Bickle, which I would, but that's Mm -hmm. not what we're really doing as we're trying to protect, if you will, the House of Prayer that is there. And Mm -hmm. that because everybody has gotten sidetracked on one individual, which is Bickle. If they don't handle the Bickle situation correctly, Jeff, I think you got to handle that one correctly for the House of Prayer to stand. And I agree. A lot of people would take me to task on that, and they'll say, well, it's not about Bickle, yada, 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 yada. I get the religious response to that, but the scriptural response to that is there is a lot in a leader. The House of Prayer it does not have, it's not a democracy, Jeff. I mean, I know a lot of churches today, we vote and we do all these things. We brought in the secular ideology of the majority rules and all of yeah. that. It's not biblical. No, even it's not though we do it. And, and it don't, I don't know that it hurts a whole lot, but there, there's times it can hurt. 
there's times and, I've uh, seen it hurt. Uh, the there's times we have experiences. Yeah, it's yes, sir. Experience that it's pain not, the church is not a democracy. It's supposed to be no. a theocracy. And <laughs> the, the way exactly God right. operates that is he chooses a man. And for weakness or for strength, God chooses a man. He that's always right. has. He always will. To and lead the effort. And I'm going to coin your phrase. You can put a bag over Mike Bickle's head. It's not necessarily about Mike Bickle. It's about the house of prayer. It's about the call of God, the mandate of God. That's what's at stake. And that's what well, I'm fighting for. And the proof is Bickle resigned three years ago. Yes. We know that. He resigned. He's not even on a board there. And he resigned. But yet... His very presence, it guarantees the fact that he's leading. Even though he was resigned, they still had him there every week. And he was still the man God <laughs> and called to found the was still, He was and still I mean, leading it. I don't care how many times you want to resign. It's yeah. because God placed him there, not Bickle. And so it is yeah. with when God places you somewhere, you better stand where God places you till he takes you out. And here's and the thing, God, Alan, I, God can take you out. I mean, any way He wants to. Yeah. Uh, but if He, had, I wouldn't let man be the one. I mean, I'd die on that hill. Yeah. And I just believe this. You know, I'll get criticized for this, and there'd be a lot of people who disagree with this strongly. And you know how that that bothers me when people disagree with me because I can't stand it. It yeah, almost yeah, just, I have, it just I tears to, me up. You know yeah, I have to pat you on the head for a week. That's so. right. But let me say this: Moses spent forty years in the wilderness before he went back to Egypt. I wonder if anybody's ever thought about why. Did you know that during the 40 years that Moses spent in the wilderness, wandering in the wilderness before he went back, Israel was in bondage for those 40 years. They were being whipped by the taskmaster for those 40 years. Mm -hmm. They were deprived of essentials for those 40 years. They were slaves to Egypt for those 40 years. Yet mm -hmm. God had one man chosen, and it was Moses. And until mm -hmm. Moses could receive that call, the people had to stay in bondage. I'm just simply yeah. saying that there is significance to who God calls to do what. And we can focus on the what and say that the who don't matter, but I'll disagree with that. I think the who does matter. And I think well, there's does. evidence to back that up. So when an attack comes against Bickle, the attack is against the house of prayer. It's to try to that's stop right. That's right. the house that's of right. prayer. And that's if just you like stop Moses. the man God called it, you'll stop that. And that's You're going to stop it. Yeah. It's just like Moses. He struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. And all yes. of Israel had to suffer for that's his right. sin. That's exactly right? right. So they had to wander around there. And then not only that, Moses couldn't go in the promised land. And I, the only ones that could go in was their, their children. Yeah. So if Bickle has messed up, the house of prayer will suffer. Yes, it will. It will. There's no unless, doubt. Unless, there is an unless, mm -hmm. you apply the New Testament, the rules of restoration. There you go. Now, that's right. There you go. That's, that's the unless. That's, that's the unless because that's the reason it's important that those of us, it's an, there's not but one way out for Bickle here in the house of prayer. And that is that Bickle, if he did something wrong, he repents and he's restored. That's he, the that's only right. way out. That's the only way this thing. You take yeah. Bickle out, the house of prayer is going to be hurt bad. And can I tell you, it don't matter how old Mike Bickley, I think he's close to 70 years old. Is that right? I think he's, I think 70 he's 66 years old. or 68 or something like that. Okay. Now yeah, watch this. Yeah. At this point, if Mike Bickle had a, even a thought in his mind of retiring 
all of that's gone. He's got to he's got to get back in the saddle. He's got to ride this horse. And can I tell you, there is a world of spiritual power that is at stake if we fail to restore completely. There is no partial restoration in the scripture. There's only complete restoration. The whole term means complete. And I know people say, well, this ain't built around a man. It's built around Jesus Christ. I I mean, I get all that. I get, listen, God's word has an architectural structure to it. It's not haphazardly done. So you can use Moses as a type. You can use David as a type. It's an architectural structure that's That's used. And that structure is the structure of God. Yes. And so when you get to the New Testament, you still have that same structure. The only difference is you have more information. And that's That's where the cross of Christ comes in with restitution, restoration. That has to be our goal. That has to be our end game. And evidently, God knows that that's needed so that the kingdom of God might go forward. It is needed. You can say, well, Bickle needs to pay for his sins. I get all that. The only thing Bickle needs to do is truthfully and heartfully, if he's guilty, is repent. That's that's, that's all all he needs to do. And I'll tell you what, if he did do something wrong and if he does repent, he is the last one that wants to be restored. That's exactly right. That's right. The worst thing you can do to the man is restoring on a personal level. If you want natural punishment, all you got to do is, is, is restore, restore the man. That's, that's and let me right. tell you, that's, let me just put this one. You little, and I have seen that over and over. over and, oh, Lord, and part of I've the consequence on a personal level is you are restored. That's exactly right. And, and I then you got to you, lead with, you're riding in the saddle, but you got a rock in the seat. Yeah. And you have to ride right. from here on out. And you got to rise here on that. You got to limp your way to the victor's stand. That's exactly and, right. And, uh, and I got to also say this. Bickle can't pay for his sin no more than anybody else can. All That's that was right. taken care of at the cross. We just need to get people to the cross. And we need That's to get right. all of them to the cross and get everybody restored. And, and listen, we're not convinced yet that Bickle's even guilty. No, sir. Now, that's just no. me and you. I mean, we've, that's the trouble right. is we've rode this rodeo before. I said something to you this morning, Jeff, because this one podcast group, if you will, this one podcast group, you know, you cited the 92% rule. Right. And, and that 92% rule was that 92% of the time in these situations that the victims are true, that it yeah. really happened. He said that, so, allegations so, so that allegations are true. So therefore, they, he cited this 92% rule. And now you and I tremendously oppose such thinking when it, comes, when it comes to our faith in the household of God, because God does not use statistics, if you will. So I, I sent you a little thing this morning. I'll just read it. I said, Jeff, just found out there has been sightings of Bigfoot, and since 92% of allegations are true, they have declared the unseen Bigfoot is real. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. There's a 92% chance Bigfoot's real. Yeah, well, you have to declare it's real because of the percentages. That's exactly right. Now, that's ridiculous to me. Yes, it's and that's true. just as how ridiculous the 92 cent rule is that was used in saying 92 percent of the time these allegations are true. Yeah, I understand what they're saying, but what I'm saying is that type thinking is off limits. Yeah, if you're going to set into the situation of restoration, 
Absolutely. You can't think like that. Yeah. Because I'll tell you why. This situation, when you take leaders like this and what just happened, this prayer movement with Israel, the only thing I can tell you what's happening now did not come against 92% of the people in the world. That's exactly right. Yes, sir. So anyway, well, Roland, I, that's where we'll need to end up for today. But we got a lot yeah. more yeah. about the nation Israel. And I, we got a little talk to do on the temple. And I'm just going yeah. to put this in there for today that you and I are concerned. You got the desolation, the abomination of desolation that's yeah. going to happen in the nation Israel. Yeah. You and I have a little concern knowing that Israel is probably going to accept the white horse rider of Revelation 6, which is the Antichrist. Yeah. And you and I are persuaded that will be of a Muslim origin. And yeah. so if it is true that it, Antichrist will be of Muslim origin, it is very possible that the temple that's being referred to, and I'm not saying this is fact, Jeff, I'm just saying this is my your discussions Yeah, behind the scenes when we're not on a podcast. Yes. We're wondering, could the dome of the rock that's there now be that New Testament temple? Uh, right. Not New Testament, the temple in book in Revelation, yeah, this new temple, yeah. tribulation temple, that what the Dome of the Rock couldn't already be that tribulation temple. Yes. And, it, and if we have a mixture of a Jewish and Muslim that the Antichrist comes in, we could already have the temple the there. Temple could already be the rebuilt. Yeah. That could be the temple and the desolation because we know that that rock in there was probably in the original temple. Yes. And said, so you and I are even, we'll talk more about this, but I'm interjecting this at the end of this podcast so people yeah, will know that's right. what it's, we'll be talking a, about. Could the temple already be there that yes. the abomination of desolations happens in? That's right. There and, you go. And it, could it be? Not saying, just asking questions at this point. It yeah. might even have a lot of holes in that thought, but we have been thinking that for the, about the last week or so. We haven't, yeah. and there again, one reason it might not be correct is because we haven't heard a lot of others say that, even though I'm sure there's others that have, but we just hadn't heard them. But anyway, we'll pick up there again, Jeff, and that's just a thought as we move Sounds on. good to me. Okay, buddy. Well, right, we'll do it again good. in the morning. And Jeff, we want to encourage yes. everybody to listen to these unplugged segments. Absolutely. If you go to our web, you can go to Podbean, the Smith and Roland Show. You have to put in the, I think, most of the time, mm -hmm. the Smith and Roland Show. It'll be there. Actually, it's under Podbean. This is just podcast, not video podcast. But we're going to be found under Podbean, Apple Podcast, Amazon okay. Podcast, and under yeah. Audible. That is where yeah. you can find our podcast, Podbean, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast, and Audible. The Smith and Roland Show can be found there. The Smith and Roland Show, that's the unplugged. The Smith and Roland Show video is in Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, and Vimeo. And uh, both can be found at the Kingdom Prophetic Society homepage. That's exactly right. And you can go to KPS TV yep. on the front page. It's on your top mm -hmm. toolbar and get these previous Sundays of video podcast. This last one is titled Mike Bickle Silenced. Is this the right response? Has he been censored? Limited speech. So anyway, you can go to KPS TV on our KPS website and see it in a full version there. Okay, yes. Mr. Rowland. Okay, Mr. Smith. Well, we'll do it again, buddy. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollandshow.podbean.com. 
You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.